Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 15 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 15th episode of Talk Direction. So, One Direction dropped some new stuff. We found out the album title and we got a new song, which we're going to be discussing on this episode. Um, super excited about that. We were planning to do the Phantom episode part two uh, for this one because we have still all of your um, stories that uh, the listeners sent. But um, we figured we better talk about Infinity and made in the AM first. Probably. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, that, um, fandom episode two will happen next episode as long as One Direction doesn't, um, jump out with some more stuff. I know. Us. They need to, like, calm down. Like, we had all this planned out. This is what happened last time. At least we got, like, part one up before this shenanigans happened. All right. So let's move on to news. Um, our first news story today is Harry was spotted at the Love Magazine um, after party during London Fashion Week, um, and he was spotted on the 21st of September. And um, we know, like, he's been involved in fashion stuff before. He's been to London Fashion Week um, before and sat in, I think, the Burberry show, I know, probably mm-hmm. some other um, shows. But this one, he was just at the after party. I'm not sure if he... I don't think, like, anyone was, he was seen at an actual show, um, and I'm sure we would have heard about that. Yeah. But uh, we did get to see him in an incredible Gucci suit, which is from the autumn-winter 2015-16 um, collection, and it's this, like, geometric brown and black suit, and I thought it was incredible. Kara, you texted me, like, saying, this is uh, certainly a look, Harold, or something. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Like, this is a really interesting look for Harold. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it was all the love in my heart. that effect. Yeah. Because he just looks so good, and the picture that Caitlin put in this doc is, like, honestly going to be iconic, (laughs) I swear. It's already iconic in my eyes, but it's going to be definitely iconic in, like, you know, 10 years, 20 years. It's just, like, such a good look. Like, this is probably one of my favorite all-time looks of Harry. Like, he just looks so good. His hair just looks great. And, it like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just something about, like, the, the pattern just looks so good on him. The pants just look great. They just, wow, just what a look, you know? Yeah, yeah they're really tailored well to his body, yes. which I like. I know I saw, like, um, the way that uh, they had done it on the runway where the model was actually wearing the suit, and they did a, a quite a baggier fit and very yeah. long and loose, almost, like, 70s-esque. Yeah. But um, the way it's tailored to Harry is quite fitted, um, and I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think that, like, um, I think this is one of the best, like, w- times that they've tailored a suit to him. Because I remember he's, like, worn mm-hmm. suits in the past where, like, the the pants might be a little too short or something. But this just looks like it, like, was made for him, and it just mm-hmm. it looks so good. Oh, my God. And yeah, I just and l- I love how he, like, sorry, do you want to say something? No, you go ahead. I love how he goes for these bold prints. Like, I know he did, um, like, the pinstriped red and, red and blue or red and black pinstriped yeah. um, for the British Style Awards, I think it was. Yeah. Um, or British Fashion, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. British Fashion Award. 
Um, and like he like goes out on a limb and does these crazy suits, but you know, it's, it's really fashion forward and interesting rather than just wearing like a regular black suit, which you could do anywhere. But like at these specific fashion events, it sort of gives you more uh, opportunity to experiment. Yeah. I think it's so cool that he went for like a whole pattern suit and then like a black shirt with like, I feel like most people would go Mm -hmm. the complete opposite route and just do like a pattern shirt and then black um, you yeah. know, suit and pants, but, like, I feel like it just looks so good. I just, like, oh, I'm so happy that he's just, like, so, like, experimental with his style. It just makes me want to just, like, you know, um, I mean, I already dress sort of, um, more, like, I don't know, weird than the average fellow on the street, but I think this, like, makes me just <laughs> uh-huh. want to, you know, even go farther and just, like, you know, experiment. I think it's just Yeah, so cool. absolutely. Definitely. And I noticed also that his shirt was buttoned all the way up, which you don't always see from him. Um, wow, and true. And he chose not to wear, yeah, he chose not to wear a tie as well, so, you know, it's interesting. Um, I just, like, want to like, know, like, in- yeah. Um, no, you go. Okay. I just want to know, like, how <laughs> he, his whole, like, process of picking out this suit and just, like, how great he felt just stepping out, you know? he. I'm sure he just, like, felt yeah. like a million dollars, maybe, like, a billion dollars, you know, because he's, he's worth so much more than... Um, um, I don't know. What do, like, rich people say? Like, because, you know, like, they, I feel like a million dollars is probably, like, isn't that much to them. Anyway. Um, yeah, probably. Um, but I feel like just, like, him getting ready and just, like, buttoning it up and just, like, you know, like, wow, I'm just, like, ready to, like, hit the town and just, like, stun mm. them all. I'm sure he probably felt like he was just, like, ready to freaking rock. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder if there was, like, a photo shoot beforehand of, like, yes. himself in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, who styled this like who was it who helped him style this was it um I don't think it was Caroline Watson their original stylist but the one uh I forget what his name is but the stylist who worked on Drag Me Down uh with One Direction I wonder if they're still in talks or if just Gucci reached out to Harry um and had this suit I don't know yeah I don't know what it was but it's interesting and I hope we see more of this type of thing from him especially in the um coming up break Like, I'd love to see him get more into fashion. Yeah, definitely. I want him to go to more fashion events so then he just, like, feels Mm -hmm. more inclined to just um, wear things like this. Yeah, because he always shows up on those, like, best dress lists and, like, most fashionable British people list. I know there was one I saw recently. Yeah. Um, And I think he really does have his own style. He really does. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to our next story. Um, One Direction performed at the Apple Music Festival on September 22nd at London's Roundhouse Theatre. Um, and I watched it live. And Kara, you watched it afterwards, right? Um, I am an idiot and didn't know how to work the iTunes thing and still haven't figured out how to watch it. (laughs) Okay, well, you've seen clips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or gifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was really good. Uh, Little Mix, first of all, opened for One Direction, and they were great. Like, hearing their voices live, it just, like, they're really all excellent singers. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and they premiered some new songs, uh, which was cool. So definitely go watch their act as well. Yeah. Um, if you want to. They have, like, I um, feel like the fact that they also sing and dance at the same time and just have, like, incredible choreography, I just have so much respect mm-hmm. for girl groups because I feel like um, um, not all boy, like, band acts are subjected to the same standards. And I feel like with girl groups, like, I know, like, Fifth Harmony and Little Mix, they both have to, like, sing and dance and, like, wear heels. Um, and I just, like, yeah. have so much mad respect for them. That wasn't a good sentence, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um 
I feel like in the past couple of episodes, I had been noticing that I say definitely a lot. And now, like, I tried to correct that. But now I use absolutely way too many times. <laughs> I'm trying to find new words. That's okay, though. Some new catchphrases. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so then the set list was obviously condensed because it was a festival, not like a full con- uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can easily find that online, what the set list actually was. Um, I don't know if there was any standout things that, like, made me question why that wasn't on there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also kind of wonder how they decide which ones they're going to keep on the set list. Do they go, like, okay, this one I really like. I want this one. Okay, you can have this one. Like, which one do we want to keep? Yeah. I'd like to be there for that conversation. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of things notable happened during the performance. Firstly, Niall ran off stage at one point um, because he got overheated and he felt sick which was sad, and all the boys were kind of like, where's Niall? And Liam's like, we lost another one. And oh my Mary gosh. was like, we're dropping like flies. So they were all joke- make, sort of making a joke about uh, Zane leaving because Niall was leaving as well. Yeah. Um, it was a funny scene, but I feel bad because Niall was sick. Yeah. Um, but he got better. I don't know. Yeah, he, he tweeted after. Hot. Yeah, it was just really hot in the um, the, the room. Yeah. Uh I was sad that they didn't end up playing Infinity Live. A lot of people suspected that they were because, like, Infinity had dropped that day uh, only, like, a couple hours earlier. It was a really intense day because, like, we had the One Direction Snapchat going, like, the iTunes Festival, the album name, Infinity coming out, plus Harry's polka dot shirt. Like, there was just so much stuff going on. I know, Um, and and it, like, sucked for me because I had class from, like, early in the morning to like 6 30 at night so I was just like I literally had no time to check my phone and um actually I'll get into this later but yeah it was just it was just a rough time and I had to just like have two minutes in between classes to like see all this <laughs> stuff like thrown at me I'm like oh my god can One Direction choose like a day that I don't have like a million day- like years of classes like oh they never pick a good so time it's either like in the middle of the night or like right when you got way too much work yeah, or when you're on a plane to England like you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, Harry's polka dot shirt. Uh, he wore this pink shirt that was like an oversized dad shirt, um, and it had polka dots, and everyone was freaking out about it online, yeah. and it just looked really good on him. I would say it's um, more of a mom shirt, if anything. I think that he's maybe... Oh, yeah. What was your Twitter comment? That was hilarious. Oh, oh thank it was you. Like, um, it was like I, Harry. You what you say? You wait, say I'm gonna it. I'm gonna read it so I don't mess up my own quote. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I said, "Wow, okay." I said, "I heart when Harry dresses like he shops exclusively at Target's maternity. Oh my god, maternity section. He's a working mom staying up on the trends." And I feel like that honestly does look like it's a maternity shirt, but I love it a lot. It and does. It's, it's all big and baggy yeah. and pink and polka dotted. I swear, my mom probably wore the exact. Like it looks like something my mom wore like in the '90s when she was pregnant with me. Like it <laughs> absolutely looks like something she wore with like a scrunchie and just like you know like mom like acid wash jeans. Uh-huh. Like yeah, yeah. like. Honestly, I love it, though. I went out to Goodwill um, yesterday, and I haven't even told you this, Kara. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I actually, like, I was going to, like, look for presents for my sister's birthday because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I go find my gifts. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
I was looking at the men's shirts too because I really wanted, after seeing Harry in this pink shirt, I wanted something like that looked like it. Yeah. And I found a man's pink shirt. And if you look at the one Harry's wearing, you can tell that like it's not actually long sleeved because like it rolled up so much. Yeah. Like it rolled up all the way to his like bicep. Yeah. Um, which means it what couldn't have really been long sleeve in the first place. But I mm-hmm. found one that was like a, a sort of like just past the elbow on me pink shirt that I can roll up and like make it look like Harold's. It didn't have polka dots, but I was so ecstatic and I have no idea how I found it, but I'll put pictures online. It oh my gosh. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I want to go it's back to find. Goodwill. I love, is it the one that like the small one near our house? No, it was in New York. Oh, what the heck? I thought you were at home. I went home for the weekend, but this was on Friday before I went home. Oh, interesting. I didn't even, like, think they had Goodwills yeah. in New York for some reason. I don't know why, or New York City, but that's intriguing. Yeah, Love a good I Goodwill find. I looked it up and was like, take me to Goodwill. Yes. Yes. I was very happy about that. Um, that's so exciting. Yeah, so go watch the uh, Apple Music Festival, Kara and everyone else who has yeah. it. Because <laughs> it, it's, like, HD, or, yeah, HD, HQ, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. high-quality, um resolution and oh i forgot to mention also there was um harry calling out Gemma uh, on her date Gemma's harry's sister um and he was like joking around and sort of making fun of her saying like i'm watching you don't be gross or whatever <laughs> she apparently was on a date at the concert uh, yeah. which i thought is so surreal could you imagine like going on a date with someone at a concert of your brothers or something like that's just yeah. so strange to me Especially like, if it was, oh, like, a casual, first date. that's just my brother. Yeah. Yeah, a first date. Like, whoa, that'd be, I don't that'd know, be that'd so be much. stressful. And then, like, I saw mm-hmm. her, um, then I saw, like, Billboard wrote an article about it, and she, like, quoted mm-hmm. the, quoted the article and said, oh, great, Billboard, like, let's tell more people, and, like, an embarrassed emoji. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was so funny. Like, could you imagine, like, having, like, Billboard write an article about your, like, date? Like, presumably maybe your so first random. date. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what you say. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, awkward. Just like casual, yeah. tra- casual Tuesday. Yeah. So go watch the Apple Music Festival to get all that plus more fun. Yeah, I'm so sad that cover. I didn't get to watch it live though because I saw like all your tweets, um, like with our listeners yeah. and stuff that was we're watching it live and I think that's so fun. Like when you get to like live tweet and stuff and like everyone's seeing mm-hmm. the exact same thing because I think it's so cool that like yeah. every it's literally a concert that everyone can attend for free. Like that's so yeah. cool and like yeah. you all have like great seats and like you can just like yeah. be in your room watch like watching and like eating ice cream. I think that's like awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, go do that. Yeah, um, I will. The next news topic that we're gonna cover is um, the interview that One Direction did actually before the concert with Beats One Radio. Um, and I really like the, in- the interviewer who did this. Her name yeah. is Julia Ad- Adenenga. Adenenga. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a radio presenter. Um, she just seemed, like, really chill and professional, professional, but, like, not pressuring the boys into anything. It was just, like, super easy. And I feel like we should nominate her for, like, all future. Her and uh, James Corden should be mm-hmm. all future interviewers for One Direction. Yeah. Um, she was just really cool. And they talked about, um, a lot of cool stuff, so you should definitely watch it, but, um, most notably, they were joking about old gigs that they had done and, like, getting a whole bunch of free stuff. And I know when I get, like, free stuff, like, free t-shirts, I'm ecstatic. 
Me so too. I could relate to them. Like you go to like some event and they hand out like free bags of stuff and you're like, oh my God, I feel yeah. so rich. And it could be literally um, the like, crappiest thing. Like it could be like a broken like toothbrush and I could still be really excited <laughs> yeah. over it and be like, oh my God, like this yeah. free broken toothbrush, like I'm going to use it like forever. Um, yeah. And I loved how they said yeah. gar- like garage. They said like garage. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's yeah. Like, yeah, it's so it's like so funny. And now whenever I use like Garage Band, I'm like I'm thinking like Garage Band, and I think it's just like so yeah. it's so funny. Because it was the um, uh, for those who didn't see it, gar- Garage or Garage or whatever was the name of the club that they had performed at, like right off X Factor when it yeah. was like they were a lot smaller. Um, oh yeah, I probably cool. should have explained about- that. it's okay then they talked about made in the am their new Mm -hmm. album we're gonna get into like all of made in the am uh in our main discussion but um they said that they had started like forming the album at the end of last year the beginning of this year um and said that it was one of the best ones yet or whatever Mm -hmm. and that specifically it uh was really good because they sort of went off in different directions and wrote with different people and like broke up a little bit more um and then, like, came back and, like, compiled what they had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think we saw, like, back when Louie and Liam were um, writing with some different people and posting stuff on Twitter. Uh, yeah. They were sort of, like, going off in different directions. I wonder how many of the songs will be written by, like, all four of the boys. Plus yeah, or if any of them. Hopefully, at least one of them will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she asked... Uh, did anyone cry in the making of the songs? And I thought it was interesting. Liam, like, pointed to Harry and said that Harry's song made him quite emotional. Um, and, he, like, he had a little bit of a cry. So I'm really interested to hear what song that is. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so Harry, this Har- song that Harry wrote made Liam cry? Yeah. Oh, dang. I thought that Liam made his own song made him cry. But, wow, this is adds a whole new layer no, to yeah, this. yeah, it was Harry's song. Oh, dang. So that'll be really interesting. I wonder what Harry's song was about and how, like, Liam connected with it so much. Yeah. Harry's um, songs always... high hopes. Yeah. His songs always tend to be kind of sad, like the ones he, like, writes for other people. Happily, it wasn't obviously mm-hmm. sad, but, um, yeah. like, the other songs he's written, like, for Ariana Grande and stuff have been really sad. And, oh, God, mm-hmm. Harry, don't make me cry. <laughs> Uh. yeah well okay. I can if it's if it's a strong emotion that'll be good because like some yeah. songs don't hit you that deep yeah um so That's I'll true. definitely I hope it's clear which one they're talking about yeah um when it comes out mm-hmm. um and I also noticed that like in these interviews Harry just sort of like has a side conversation <laughs> with himself half the time like no one really answers him he's just like making these comments that like he just throws out there and, like, if it's, it's, like, you might not notice it at first, but if you focus only on him, you'll see that he's talking and, like, no one responds to what he's saying, but he just, like, <laughs> he's talking to himself, and it's really funny. That honestly is hilarious, um, and it's so funny because his voice is so, like, stand out in the interview, but, like, everyone else is talking, and then it's just, like, his, like, slow, like, meandering voice, like, undertones, yeah. and it's honestly so funny. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's me a lot of the times in conversations. I'm kind of just, like, talking to myself, but, like... Um, I'm just, like, having, like, a little laugh at myself, because I'm making myself laugh, but, like, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what it's like for him. I, yeah, for definitely. Him. I feel like he, he's his own biggest fan, and I love it, because I'm my own biggest fan, too, so, um, I connect with yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, the interviewer asked about, um, a favorite line from the album, and they were hesitant to say any, but then Liam eventually said, I live for you, I long for you, 
uh, insert name, and they were joking about how, like, the actual lyric is insert name, but yeah, really it's, like, inserting the name of a person. Yeah. And it made me think of this song, Adeline, that Louie and Liam are credited to have written. Um, so, because, like, I know Adeline's a name, and that's definitely a song on the album. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's that song, because I couldn't imagine there'd be a, two songs that are about names. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, I thought it was, like, funny. I, I wish the actual lyric was insert name because it'd be, like, a funny, like, That'd ploy. A funny play on, like, yeah. um, just, like, those kind of songs that have the name, but then it would, like, try to make it, it'd it be like, like more a universal. Weird, weird Al Yankovic yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> insert name. Um, That's I don't really, really know funny. how I feel about, like, these name songs, though, you know what I mean? Because I feel like... Because mm-hmm. it just seems so, like, I guess it could be, like, them drawing from their own experience, but not, like, wanting to use the actual person's name, so they just, like, got another mm-hmm. name, which makes more sense, because I feel like it's sort of weird to, like, just have a random name just thrown in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but- it does make it, like, like, unless we know, like, I know Ed Sheeran's written with people's names in it, but I think those are, like, actual names of people he's been yeah. with or, like, knows. Yeah. So, like, these sort of random names, it's a little bit harder to find, like, that connection and realness to the song. Yeah. Um, but they could just be, like, substituting it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then they talked about going on break. Um, oh, my God. That just brought up, like, the Ross, Rachel, we were on a break thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like there's, like, a really good sketch about One Direction using that whole uh, the sequence in Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said... Um, Liam was saying that, like, this break will help bring them better music, there'll be more energy, it'll help, like, develop their craft, um, which, I don't know, like, interesting, okay, maybe it will. I think they just need a break in general, like, I know. to, like, do other things. Um. Yeah. But hopefully that'll bring better music, I don't know. Yeah, I think better that, like. One Direction music. Yeah, um, I think one of the interesting things was that the interviewer was saying, like, the sad thing is, like, you're going to be missed by, like, mil- like thousands of millions of people. And then I think one of them said, mm-hmm. like, that's a good thing. And I feel like that is actually yeah. a good thing. Because I think sometimes a time away from something um, makes you, like, love it even more. And mm-hmm. um, I think that actually will be a good thing for... I mean, it's going to be really sad. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Right. But um, I think that um, if they do eventually come back, and hopefully they will, then um, they... It could be, like, a huge, like like you know rays of success because everyone like missed them Mm -hmm. so much yeah and I think it also allows them to come back more how they want to come back because I know like they always say oh this album's different but it's not super different like it still has like semi like the same sort of vibes that One Direction is and I feel like if you take a break and you come back it's sort of like an acknowledging of this could be quite different music or like, you know, we could go in a different direction with this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be good. That's a positive about the break. Yeah. Um, and then there was a little skit about a career advising meeting, and they were, like, joking about who's going to be the vet and the DJ and the estate agent, and it was all just very funny. Um, and you should go watch the interview for that. Because, yeah, that was funny. You know, it was good stuff. Good mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. Um, now we wanted to talk about... What Zane has been posting on Instagram, uh, specifically a photo he posted uh, a couple days ago, I think two days ago, um, it was a picture of him with some blonde girl, and he was, like, hugging her. It was very close on their faces, but he was shirtless, 
Uh, it looked like she was like in a bathing suit or something. I don't really know. You couldn't really mm-hmm. see too much what she was wearing. But it was a very uh, romantic position that mm-hmm. they were hugging in. Um, and this caused a lot of people to be very upset because, as we know, he recently separated from his fiance Perry, from Little Mix. And he's done a couple things in the past that have been quite rude uh, publicly to their relationship, like calling her song not as good as um, another song and just stuff that's like in the public eye that's quite rude. Um, it makes him look like a big jerk. And this photo was just a whole nother layer to that. I think it's completely inappropriate to be posting photos of you um, showing like you're so happy when it's been like only a couple months since they broke up. And like regardless of whether you're not like you're starting a relationship or like with someone else, uh, I just think it's so rude to put it out publicly because like before when he was with Perry and like in One Direction, he was quite private about his whole life. And now it seems like he's putting private things out publicly that just shouldn't be public. Yeah. Um, and we had like a discussion, me and Caitlin, about like how we should go about talking about this and whether or not we should because our whole like we don't really talk, we don't like to talk about their personal lives. But this is like he put it out there. He made the decision like co- to consciously put it out there, that picture. And um, it really upset, like, both me and Caitlin. I was just, like, I saw it, and I was just, like, that, like, must really hurt Perry. And just, like, imagine, like, um, Perry being your friend and, like, your friend's ex, like, posting a picture of um, them with, like, a new person. Like, or just, like, you being Perry. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, that would hurt me so much. And, like, Mm -hmm. I would just feel so, like, protective over my friend. And I feel, like, protective over Perry. And I, I don't know her, but I just feel like that's just so... It's just so, I can't imagine, like, how sad she must feel and just, like, or upset or angry or any of those emotions or all of them combined. And embarrassed, like, for the whole public knowing about this. Yeah. Like, embarrassed of how quickly Zane seems to have gotten over. Yeah. Like, her and all this. It's just so horrible. Yeah, because it brings her into it, too, because then all the articles are like, oh, like, does this mean Zane Malik is over Perry Edwards and all this kind of stuff? So it's not just, like, his life Mm -hmm. that, like this relates to it drags her into the press and like makes her uh like um just like be in the spotlight in her personal life and like she might not want that um and it just like it just like sucks because it's like a mourning period and like a period of like getting over it but then like this kind of thing just like shoves her back into the spotlight um Mm -hmm. just it's sad like uh and we were also talking about like a very uh, protective vibe we feel like One Direction has with Little Mix right now. They were yeah. super supportive and like uh, about Little Mix being the opening for them at the Apple Music Festival, like talking about like them being so happy they're performing together. And then Louis and Niall were seen like out partying with Little Mix. And it just, I feel like even though like we can't possibly know um, whether they talk about it or not, there's definitely, like, an acknowledgement of them both having, like, gone through things because of Zane and what he's done. Uh, yeah. So I feel like they're sort of, like, Louis, like, feels like, I feel him, I could feel him being, like, a protective older brother, like, yeah. you know, trying to show support or something. Yeah, and I uh, I feel like um, I've definitely heard that Louis and Perry, like, have, um, they've interacted in the past and, like, they've talked about each other in interviews and stuff. So I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, glad that they have, like, each other, because I feel like they both understand, um, like, what they're going through, like, on the, like, the similar level. So I'm glad that they have Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, like, a sucky thing. Yeah. And I think if more stuff like this continues, Karen and I are going to have a conversation about 
like how we want to incorporate Zane on this podcast. I think we're going to still always like keep people updated with news, but we definitely need, because it's like just quite upsetting, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to, if you have ideas of how you want uh, like Zane to be handled and like what you want us to talk about in, in regards of him, definitely let us know because uh, we want your input for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a happier note is One Direction <laughs> has been using their Snapchat, which we mentioned on last episode, and I think they've been using it in a really great way because it hasn't just been like uh, what I thought it might be, where it would just be like shots of the live performances or like like photos that like some other person took, but it seems like the boys have really been using it themselves and showing like what's going on backstage, and it's just like really funny to have that uh, insider perspective. Yeah, and I loved, especially loved the one where Niall um, was, like, took a video of his face, like, at the, I don't know, a selfie video, I don't even know, um, at, like, a, at a concert, and um, it was just really cute. I didn't even see that one, I have to go see that one. Oh, I don't know. He was at, because he, he went to a concert at Wembley, or what was it? Oh, no, 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 like, he was, like, during, like, one oh, of their oh, games. at the concert, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, it was cute. Um, that's cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go go to their Snapchat and get that um, yeah. if you haven't already. It just um, One Direction, just it's spelled out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our main discussion, uh, which is going to focus around Made in the AM and Infinity. We're going to do a song analysis of Infinity, but first we want to talk about the released title of One Direction's new album called Made in the AM. Um, This was released on the 22nd, so same day as the Apple Music Festival. Um, And the album's going to be coming out on Friday, November 13th, which is Friday the 13th. So that's kind of interesting. Is it a lucky day, unlucky day? Do you have any opinions on the superstition with Friday the 13th, Kara? Um, I don't know. I think it's very interesting that they chose that day. Um, It's Mm -hmm. around my birthday. Well, not really. But one one year they actually (laughs) did release the... um, the album on my birthday november 25th so i mean like um yeah i don't, I don't really know where it's close. going with that it's sort it's just in the same month you know so right right it feels like your birthday it's your birthday month yeah um and i thought it was interesting that they chose that day because justin bieber's album's actually coming out on the same day i know um, why do they do that which is like that is a big competitor yeah um, it's very strange. And then also, not only is Justin Bieber's coming out then, but, like, this whole fall season, I feel like there are a ton of artists coming out with albums that have a very similar fan base to One Direction. I'm sure there's, like, a lot of crossover or, like, people um, who uh, people follow both artists, yeah. like, including Demi Lovato, Ellie Goulding, Selena Gomez, Five Seconds of Summer, Little Mix. Like, they all have albums coming out, like, within the next, like, two, three months which is just, like, crazy because there's so much new music, and I quite like a lot of these artists. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, do you think this will affect sales? Like, maybe someone's only going to get one of these artist albums rather than, um, you know, buying all of them. I mean, I'm very stressed about this. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'd like to see One Direction do well in, in the charts because this is, like, could be their last album together for a while. So, I mean, I'm hoping that it has a good effect on sales, that people, like, want to see them do better than Justin Bieber so they'll 
uh, like actually buy the album, which in the past maybe they haven't hadn't done or like they just streamed it, but they'll maybe actually go purchase it because they want to see them do better. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I saw, I don't remember who, what um, account did this, but I think some news source did a uh, poll that was like um, One Direction and Justin Bieber's albums coming out on the same day. Like, who do you think is going to like take the number one spot or something? And I saw that One Direction actually did end up winning the, like the fan poll. So like that sort of like mm-hmm. gives me some hope. Um, so right. I just hope that it, ends well for them I'm just like I'm just stressed like this is gonna be like a very stressful day yeah I can't see to be honest I can't see One Direction doing better than Justin Bieber at least in America I feel like people are ready to see what he has new music wise after his sort of like uh reformation of himself or whatever which yeah. I don't really know if it's truly a reformation lol <laughs> um, but in his his past songs, like the songs that he's released, What Do You Mean, and the other one that he released, um, have done quite well in the charts. Yeah. And it's like more that type of music that everyone's allowed to like. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll be interested to see, but I don't have, I'm not super um, positive that One Direction's going to beat that him. I mean, yeah. maybe in the UK. I don't know. Like maybe in certain countries, but I don't know Like if overall... I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just stressed and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then how about like the name of the album? What do you think? Made in the AM. Do you think it's a good title? I think it's cool. I think it like definitely links back to like their older albums, like Up All Night and Midnight Memories, Take Me Home. Cause I think that like their first three albums had like a very like similar vibe, like, um, you know, like nighttime, that kind of thing. Um, and like partying Mm -hmm. vibes and like, uh, it sort of, like, changed with four. I think that was a whole different, like, thing. But I think it's interesting that they're, like, sort of, like, tying back into that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that also just, like, ties into the fact that they probably did spend a lot of, like, late nights, um, like, making this album. And, I mean, I don't know. I wonder how they got this uh, title. I'd like to see um, or just, like, hear about it. I think that um, uh, maybe they just literally did write, uh, name it this because they wrote it late at night because I know how, like, they literally named it because it was their fourth album so I think that maybe as fans Mm -hmm. we expect them to be like a little more deep than they actually are Um, (laughs) but they're not yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah I think it could I I think like my first thought was definitely that like they actually made the album at Made in the AM but I know like when this was out and I was tweeting um our listeners people were joking about like what is Made in the AM is it like cupcakes someone made (laughs) like or I don't know just like joking about what was actually made in the AM but I feel like it most likely was just about the album yeah um or like it could be like a friendship or whatever made in the am like in late night conversations or something yeah um i know like we've had so many late night conversations yeah those uh, are the best yeah those definitely are yeah um so yeah i think that's what it could be um and then i know there was people joking about what am actually stood for and people were saying it could be after malik so, like, made in the after Malik time period, oh, well. um, which, I don't know. I'm sure One Direction saw that uh, after people were saying that, but yeah. I don't think that they uh, purposely did that. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I'm getting confused. Is it A.M or just A.M.? Because, like, in places it says A.M. I think on the actual cover it says A.M. Yeah. And people are saying A.M. And it's really throwing it all off. Like, I don't even know, but... Yeah. Hopefully it gets more clarified. Maybe it's just like an inter-switchy thing. But yeah. that, that's something that like would bug me. 
Yeah, especially because I remember, like, for four, they, like, made it really clear that it was all uppercase and, um... And underlined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe they're gonna be as picky with this one. Yeah, I don't know. I want, I want clarification. Me too. <laughs> um, and then they also, as soon as you pre-ordered the song, uh, I mean, the album... Uh, on iTunes. First of all, the, when they tweeted that the album was made in the AM and like they're like, oh, a link is going to come out soon. The link was like not even anywhere. And eventually like other people posted it, but it wasn't even on the One Direction Twitter and it was very freaking annoying. What the heck? And I wanted to get like the pre-order. Um, but eventually they did post it. And mm-hmm. also you got this song Infinity for free or not for free, sorry, right away at, yeah. as you pre-ordered the album. Yeah. Um, and all of this was like trending worldwide, and Infinity went up on iTunes and made in the and made in the AM like jumped up to like the number one spot um, for albums. So that was all very exciting. I like to see One Direction up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the album art for Made in the AM. Um, it's like nice. It follows similar vibes to like what Four looked like. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they're sort of like in an old basement, like I don't, on a couch in an old basement. Like that's yeah. what it looks like to me. It straight up looks like there's like mold and asbestos like in the on the wall. Like I don't understand. <laughs> like it looks like it really it's does. like um like someone's grandfather's like den that they like go play yeah. like pool and like poker on like Saturday nights. Like it honestly, yeah. I'm just it honestly looks like just like called up their local grandpa and was just like, "Can I do a photo shoot in your like poker room?" Like that's really what it looks like. And meanwhile, they're sitting there in like seven hundred dollar shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. I don't know. I like it. I, I I wonder how like they choose which way to look for these pictures. I know. Because like Harry and Louie are both looking at the camera, but then like Liam's looking one way, Niall's looking the other way. Like how do they choose? Is this just like a random shot or are they like, okay, Liam, you look this way. Niall, you smile. Harry, don't smile. Like <laughs> Liam, give a half smile. Like it's just so random. I it never know. It is really random. I just like want to see the entire shot like on um or t- entire photo shoot on yeah. on film because I know that they have like in the past like done like they've bounced balls so the boys like look at the exact same way but I guess mm-hmm. they've like given up trying because clearly like only two of them are looking the same way and then they mm-hmm. the other ones are just like I don't know maybe they're just like all having their own like um they're just like trying to like find their best angles and they're just having their own little <laughs> photo shoot in their minds but I don't know they're just it's yeah. just very intriguing <laughs> does that mean they could have like photoshopped different like parts like oh this one from this shoot like this was a good facing of Nile let's like put this with this one or was this one where like they actually were all looking these directions you know? yeah true that's very true I don't know we'll never know uh, and then something else people noticed was Harry is wearing if you zoom in it looks like Harry's wearing like some darker black nail polish on his pointer fingers it's mm-hmm. like hard to see but um that's what it looks like to me as well yeah and I thought it was cool i don't know if that was, like, just left on there or, like, on purpose or whatever, yeah. but, um... Um, I wonder if it was from, like, the time that he wore nail polish for the certain cause. I forget. I think it was for... To end domestic violence. Um... Yeah. I wonder if that was around the same time that this happened and then he just, like, didn't take it mm. off. But I love when he wears nail mm-hmm. polish, so I was very happy to see that. Yeah. That's cool. Um... The only thing... I'll, and then... Um... Oh. No, go ahead. Okay, the only thing that I don't like about this cover is the font they chose for made in the am like it honestly 
like repulses me um why uh, it just looks like it's something that i would choose in like second grade to like um be the title for my like um essay on like the industrial period of america i i don't know it just looks so like ugly. it does have like those scratchy faded like parts like someone like scratched at it or something yeah i don't know why it just kills me like the four the four um font was really nice and like the one direction font like if they changed it now there would just be chaos and mayhem across the land so mm-hmm. they need to keep that but then i don't know it just does, does not look nice with like the bubbly one direction um font and then this like font it just it just kills me but you know what it's done and <laughs> i don't have any say over it so i mean i guess i better just get used to it yeah it's also interesting that this is all capital too made in oh yeah very true yeah um, okay, so let's move on to the song analysis of Infinity, which was the first or the second song, I guess, we've heard from the album after Drag Me Down. Um, and this song is written by John Ryan, Jamie Scott, and Julian Benetta, and they've all worked with One Direction before. Um, all three of them helped write uh, Story of My Life, and they've done a whole bunch of other songs. Yeah. Uh, but I was sort of sad that this one wasn't written by any of the boys. I think, like, you lose a bit of meaning when there's no, like, you can't say, oh, like, I feel like what that's what this relates to. This is what yeah. they were going for. Like, this is what they were relating to. So that's kind of sad. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And uh, Drag Me Down wasn't written by any of them either, right? Yeah, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, so then we just have to, like, wait for the album to, like, see anything that the boys wrote, so that's kind of sad I mean, that one song that made Liam cry, that's what I'm holding out for. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) I just can't wait to cry. But, like, it's just frustrating. Like, I really want them to write all their music. I mean, I'd love for them... I I don't think you could send One Direction on their way and say, write the whole album by yourself, (laughs) because I don't think they're, like, (laughs) at that stage... But, like, I wish they had more to do with the writing on both of these songs. Cause yeah, I feel that. it's not like you can try to pick apart, like, why they wrote it. Like, what it relates to in real life. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, like, annoying. Even though, like, maybe when they do write songs, like, they're not even... They're just, like, coming up with a story. But, like, at least you have, like, something to go on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was uh, your initial reaction to the song? Um, okay, so, um, I'll just, like, tell a story of, like, how, you know, um, I came to find out that there was even a song. It's a, it's a short story. Um, so I had two back-to-back classes from 11 to 2 on Tuesday, and, um, I only had my teacher for my first class, my professor always goes, like, six minutes over, and I have to run to my other class, so I have about, like, four minutes in between to get there and to, like, fill up my water bottle and, you know, do all that kind of stuff, um, because, you know, hydration, um, and so Mm -hmm. I was, I looked at my phone, and I saw so many upper, like, uppercase, um, like, sentences from Caitlin, just, like, freaking out, I was like, oh my god, what the hell happened, and, um, Made in the AM was released, like, the, the title thing, and the song was released, I was like, are you kidding me, I don't even have time to listen to it before my other, um, my other class, so, like, I was just sitting in class for an hour and 20 minutes, just, like, suffering, just, like, having to, like, you know, focus and be in the zone, because, like, I pay for this, um, and then, it was just, it was honestly such a torture. I, I feel like I've never had to, like, go through, actually, that's a lie. Um, for When Ready to Run came out, I had to suffer f- through class, but I didn't learn about it, like, 
before class is like during class anyway it was a rough time and i feel for anyone who has to like suffer through class while they have to like wait for to look at one direction things because it was it was just a time Mm -hmm. and then so finally Mm -hmm. um when i got out of class i ran to go like sit down and like listen to it and my friends like noticed as i was like really frantic and in a frenzy i'm like one direction just released a new song like i have to like sit down and so like um she told me that she was going to film me but then she like decided not to for some reason but um, I think that would have been funny if she did film me. Um, so I just, like, turned, like, put it in my headphones, bought the song, and just, like, turned it all the way up so I wouldn't hear anything, and was just, like, casually swaying in my, like, school's caf- um, cafe, and, um, yeah, it was just an interesting time to just, like, uh, it was just, like, a really, you know, um, I don't know, I just, like, it was a very good swaying song, you know, that's, that's, that was my first, uh, mm-hmm. initial reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, no, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Um, and did you, like, compare to Drag Me Down? Did you think it's better or worse? Or? Um, I definitely didn't have eggs in, like, initial, uh, in, like, instinctual, like, love for it that I did for Drag Me Down. Because I think when I first heard Drag Me Down, like, I just loved it, like, right off the bat. Like, 30 seconds in, I just knew I was going to love it. Um, for this one, I mm-hmm. think it might be have to, for me, it might have to be more of a, um, you know, grow on me type song. Um, because I liked it. <laughs> When I first heard it, but I didn't like a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> this is a family show. Oh, maybe we should cut that out. My family listens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think it it definitely didn't hit me, um, you know, in the heart the way "Drag Me Down" did. Um, what about you? What did you feel? Um, yeah, I definitely, like, Drag Me Down, I, like, the just, like, immediately you felt that energy. Yeah. Um, it's just so, like, like, it pump up, like, feel, like, energy, like, rising out of your body, out of your soul. Yeah. Um, this one, like, despite it being, like, a slow song, I think slow songs can still, like, you can feel that, like, initial awe. I know when I, um, first listened to Ed Sheeran's, um, god dang it, I always forget the freaking name of the song. Um. Thinking Out Loud? Um. Thinking out loud, yeah. How did oh you God. forget that like one? I don't even know. I always think, like, I love you because, like, he says I love you in the song, and, like, it really throws me off. Anyway. Okay, weird. Um, or does he even say it? I don't know. I'm, like, really not showing my great yeah, this right now. <laughs> like, I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan. Yeah. Like, whatever. Um, but, like, that song, when I heard it initially, despite it being slow, like, I still felt that, like, an, like immediate love for the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, for this one, I don't feel that immediate love for it. It was good, but I yeah. didn't... It wasn't the same for me as Drag Me Down. Yeah, exactly. Um, same. Yeah. And I, also, like, knowing that it wasn't written by any of the boys, like, adds to it. And yeah. I don't think... I, don't know, I think yeah. that it was... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I think that, like, for Drag Me Down, it was just such a good song. It didn't matter as much. But, like, for this one, it wasn't as good of a song for me. So, like, having yeah. an extra layer of having someone write it would have made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. Yeah, I think that... Um, I don't know if we're in the majority or the minority or if there's, like, a mix of, like, both. Because I feel like there wasn't as mm-hmm. big of a huge fandom reaction for Infinity mm-hmm. um, that there yeah. was Drag Me Down. I don't know if it was just because of the song or because Drag Me Down was the first song and it was just, like, released out of nowhere. So it was Infinity, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like, we knew that, that, like, a song was probably coming. Um, mm-hmm. But I also feel like um, faster songs and, like, more upbeat songs just, like, tend to get the fandom more excited in a way, I think, that it's just, like, more mm-hmm. easy. It's, like, easier to get, like, excited about it. Um 
Yeah. But I also did see that a lot of people really loved the song and, like, had it on repeat. And, like, I know some of my other friends who were One Direction fans, like, really, really loved the song on first listen, um, which is great, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, we, you know, like, different ears, you know, that's, like, what makes us human. And I think that's really cool that, like, um, it's, like, so weird to me to think about, like, how, like, we have, like, different favorite colors and, like, different favorite, like, palettes, like, different favorite, like, tastes, tastes and stuff. Like, I think just, like, that's so cool that, like... Okay, now I'm getting on a tangent, but I think that's just, like, awesome that, like, there's, like, that humans are, like, capable of having different, like, reactions to the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very good. <laughs> um, so, how do we think the song progresses from different albums or, like, stays the same? Like, I don't know if it's too... This one reminds me more of, like, old stuff that they've done. I think Drag Me Down moved farther away from what they've done before. Yeah. Um, to more like what we said, like Maroon Five, like Radioactive, Imagine Dragon, like Nick yeah. Jonas type of vibes for me. But like this song, maybe didn't regress, but like was more related to what they've done. It reminded me a bit of um, um, God, I'm not you even. You and gonna, I. No, well, yeah, yeah, but also that one that I don't really like from the fourth album that Liam wrote, or like no. Someone wrote about Liam. I don't even know. Um, just one oh, word. I don't like, know. Is it? No, I don't know. Okay, I'm sucking today. But, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um. Anyway, like, did it remind you of older stuff? It reminded me. It seemed like it, it followed the exact same pattern, like musically, that you and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, not in like it sounded like you and I, but there was like the one part, you know, that it, it's sort of like the build up. Um, and then it, like, the, I don't know what the heck to call it, like, the, the thing that, like, comes from the build-up, um, it sounded like the exact same, like, um, the exact same, like, thing musically as you and I, like, it, it just sounded so much like it, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. even know, like, it just reminded me so much of it, which Mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing, because I liked you and I, but I think I might prefer you and I over this one, I'm not sure. I was thinking, I was thinking of Illusion, um. Oh, Yeah. Where it's just sort of, like, a little bit more bland for me. And I'm going to get into that after we do the song analysis. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's not as progressive as uh, Drag Me Down was. But Yeah, I think um, it's also just because it's, like, not as interesting musically. Because I think Drag Me Down mm-hmm. had just, like, so much so much more, more to it and so many yeah. more layers. Yeah. And this is just sort of, like, it was it's good and it's, like, it's um, calming, like, soothing and stuff. But there's not as much, like, in- interesting, like lyrically or like vocally or musically really mm-hmm. i agree yeah um uh so now we're gonna move into the infinity song analysis um mm-hmm. i went through like all the lines and like tried to find uh what i thought it meant so let's just start with the title infinity do you like that title and like what did you think when you saw it like what did you think it meant um, I like the title, but I always keep wanting to say Xfinity, um, <laughs> which, if you're not from America, it's, like, a cable company, and I just, like, I honestly kept on saying Xfinity, like, I could not think, I could not, like, correct myself, um, so capitalism is at it again, um, but I do like the, the song title, because I think it just, like, a, it's a, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty interesting song title, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It, like, didn't grab me right away, because I feel like Infinity is, like, super overused these days with, like, the infinity symbols and, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, it, like, had potential. 
as a song mm-hmm. title. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the first verse starts with Niall singing. And because of that, it reminded me of Fool's Gold, where he starts Fool's Gold. But I, I like Fool's Gold way more than this song. Um, yeah, I love Fool's Gold. Oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, he started singing the first verse, which is, um, Down to earth, keep on falling when I know it hurts. Going faster than a million miles an hour. Trying to catch my breath some way, somehow. Um, so I was thinking, is he falling down to earth? Like, falling from the sky and, like, falling. Like, he keeps on falling even though he knows it hurts. It, I mean, I think this is, the whole song uh, leaves a lot to be misunderstood. Um, yeah. Down to earth is also, like, a common phrase that people use for someone who is, um, you know, really real and down to earth and not, like getting moved by the fame so like i don't know if Mm. that is just a coincidence but um i think it's important to point point out that definition of down to earth um yeah is falling like falling for a person or are they just falling and everything's going on around them and they sort of can't stop and like things are so busy it could be like fame is going too fast and everything's moving too fast or is it because they're like falling for a person like falling in love yeah, that's how I took it, falling in love, just because I mm-hmm. keep on falling when I know it hurts. So they, like, are falling for this person, and even though um, they, like, it might be, like, painful, they keep, they have no really control of their feelings. That's how I took it. But mm-hmm. there's definitely a bunch of different um, things, because I liked your whole, like, thing about being too busy, because I think that also is definitely a good valid point. Yeah, I feel like as I tried to analyze this, like, my opinion of what it all meant, like, kept changing, like, as I got more and more into, like, further into the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the next part uh, Niall sings is, Down to earth, it's like I'm frozen, but the world still turns. Stuck in motion, but the wheels keep spinning round, moving in reverse with no way out. So in this one, there's, like, a lot of juxtaposed phrases. The frozen versus turning, the motion versus stuck. Um... And then, like, now now wheels are spinning, and it seems to be, like, in a vehicle. They're moving in reverse, but before he was falling to earth. So I'm kind of trying to, like, get a picture of this, but I'm not sure. Is he dropping? Is he moving? Is he driving? <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think of this part? Um, I'm just very confused. I think it's just, like, sort of... I think that's, like, kind of the point is to, like, show confusion because there's so mm-hmm. many... Um, like contrasting images mm-hmm. um that like kind of make no sense but maybe that's the point <laughs> that's right. like the so only you're thing thrown that I can really get from it you, like you feel thrown off by the lyrics which is how the person yeah. in the song feels yeah yeah um, yeah I like that uh and I think like it has a sort of claustrophobic feeling because there's so much going on and like yeah it doesn't seem like the person's in control and there's all this mm-hmm. stuff going on around them and they're just sort of like frozen there standing like watching all of this happen but they don't really have yeah. control over it. It's a very desperate feeling. It's not a, it, it definitely isn't a good feeling, whatever this is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so then we have the pre-chorus, uh, which is Liam um, singing. And he says, And now I'm one step closer to being two steps far from you. When everybody wants you, everybody wants you. Um, so I'm thinking, like one step closer to being two steps far from you could this mean like like i'm if if, if it has to do with pain like not pain fame <laughs> uh <laughs> like maybe they're traveling around the world and they're one country farther away from the person 
like that would be the two steps far from you but like because they have to go to this country now they're one step closer to being with the person uh that's just like one interpretation i don't think it like fits solidly with the entire song um Mm -hmm. what do you think of these lines um i think i took it not as literally i think i took it more like um mentally and like spiritually I guess mm-hmm. or emotionally emotionally is definitely a better word emotionally mm-hmm. like far from them because it seems like they're like going backwards and like there's being he become whoa there's becoming more distance in between the two of them um mm-hmm. and, but I, I liked um this is like one of my favorite parts like vocally part of the song the like the what's it called the pause after being mm-hmm. and then being then two steps far from me I think far from you I think that's like an interesting um yeah an interesting thing about the song and I think that also this sort of ties into the whole um what's it called sort of the confusion the like the confusing like images because like Mm -hmm. I'm one step closer to being two steps far from you because I feel like that's like a pretty you have to like think about it to like get it it's like one of those dumb Um, math problems where it's like if you take one step forward and two steps back like how soon will you the cat get out of the well or whatever the heck it is like (laughs) oh my god I hated those problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It definitely adds to the confusion. And it feels like if if the relationship was, like, going through so fast and they were falling even when they knew they weren't supposed to, like, now it's like, oh, my gosh, something's happening. I can't control it. And now it's, like, getting messed up. And I know, like, because all of this was going on and whatever, now I'm starting to move, like, away from you rather than towards you. And, like, the relationship is, like, crumbling rather than getting stronger. Um, yeah and also like who when it when it says when everybody wants you like what does that mean when like everyone's trying to get this person everyone wants to be with this person or is it like I I don't know what do you think yeah I don't know this reminds me of like steal my girl the whole like paranoia thing and I'm I don't really love the lyrics of steal my girl so this sort of um yeah uh leaves a bad taste in my mouth but it's just like so weird this line when everybody wants you everyone wants you like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, there's there's no really conclusion to this line. Yeah. It doesn't um, seem to it just, fit. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of, like, kind of thrown in. Just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I just it. feel like it's saying... What? No, go ahead. I could see it being, like, from the other person's perspective, like, looking at One Direction, going, like, oh, everybody wants you. Like, everyone wants a part of your fame or, like, wants to know you, wants to be with you. But I don't... From one one direction's perspective to someone else, there's not a lot of people that everybody wants, you know, unless they're also famous or something. Um, yeah. So it kind of seems a little bit of a throwaway line. I don't know. Um, and yeah. also, like, does that mean they're talking to the person? I think in another point in the song, uh, I bring up who the person, like, who the song is directed at. Um, but, like, who mm-hmm. are they? Like, they're actually like, singing this song to someone, whoever the you is, um, or is it just, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because the first one, the verse, like, that Niall's singing, it doesn't seem like it's really directed to someone, it's just sort of, right. um, like, talking about their experience, but then, then it, now, in Liam's verse, it seems like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry comes in with the chorus. Uh, do we like Harry being on the chorus? Or do you like um, him? I- I mean, I think that, again, me and you are the not the least biased people because we love Harry. <laughs> so I know that some people were all thinking that it was, like, a little too much Harry mm-hmm. heavy, um, mm-hmm. which I can see. 
Um, yeah. But also, again, I do like Harry's voice. So, right. But I love all their voices, so I honestly would not mind with any of them on the chorus. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize that each of them have, like, different things they're really good at. And, like, Liam often does a lot of the harmonies and runs and high things, and Harry doesn't do that. So, like, while we might think, like, Harry's overpowering because he's the chorus, he does have a voice that goes well with chorus, like, belty out type of loud, like, strong things. Whereas he might not be as good as, like, harmonizing in the head voice and doing all those, like, high, uh, I don't know, more runs. I mean, in Drag Me Down, he has, like, a whole bunch of runs at the end, but, like, not the same as, like, what Liam does. Um, yeah. So I think it's important to remember they have different strengths. Um, yeah, And I think true. he does a good job with the chorus. Um, yeah. Reminds me of how he leads the chorus in Story of My Life. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all by himself. Because I know there's some songs where, like, maybe two guys lead the chorus, or they're all sort of singing harmonies on the chorus. But this one definitely seemed like it was just Harry singing, uh, and the boys were doing some of, like, ooze in the background or something. Yeah. Um, So the actual lyrics of the chorus are, How many nights does it take to count the stars? That's the time it would take to fix my heart. Oh, baby, I was there for you. All I ever wanted was the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) When I was first, like, analyzing this part, I was like, how many nights does it take to to count the stars? That's the time it would take to fix my heart. I was like, wow, that's infinity. It would take infinity. And I was like, oh, right, that's the title of the song. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot for a second. Um, But this kind of reminded me of the song How Long Will I Love You that Ellie Goulding covered, but it was originally done by a Scottish-Irish rock band called The Waterboys. Um, And it Mm -hmm. talks about, like, loving the person in ways that would be infinite. Um, and I really like that song, but this one didn't mm-hmm. quite live up to <laughs> live up to it. But mm-hmm. um, I, I like the picture of someone trying to count the stars and like saying that's how long it would take to fix my heart. Because um, yeah. obviously you can't just count all the stars. It's just like space. It's ongoing and growing and all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a sucker for like space imagery. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Gotta love that space imagery. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Also, um, how about, like, the line, all I ever wanted was the truth? Like, there was, there's not trust in the relationship. Uh, There's not, they weren't, like, getting the support they needed. Um, I don't really know. Like, it's like someone was being deceitful. I guess, and I I guess I didn't really um, understand, I never really tried to, like, look at these lyrics before doing this um because Mm -hmm. I didn't I don't know it didn't seem that like negative of a relationship when I first heard it um but Mm -hmm. now I'm like realizing that it's definitely about like someone's like pain in a relationship because like the whole like I'm falling even though I'm like I keep falling but I know it hurts um Mm -hmm. so uh I don't know I think it's interesting all I ever wanted was the truth I think that's Mm -hmm. an interesting line yeah yeah, I think it I adds didn't answer to your like, question, but... <laughs> no, that's no, okay. I think it adds to, like, the negativity of the relationship. Again, I think it's kind of vague, where, like, it doesn't... You, there's not something you can really grasp onto with a lot of these lines, which makes it harder to connect for me or to understand, because it, it's, like, this whole truth thing, it's a one-liner just sort of thrown in there, and you don't really know so much. I mean, it leaves you to speculate, but it, it doesn't... I feel like it's not even enough to where, like, I want to, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, so obviously they're saying it would be, it would take an infinity amount of time to count the stars, but that's how long it would take to fix the heart. So 
it's pretty much yeah. impossible to fix this person's heart, which is kind of sad. Like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. whether, like, you have a bad relationship or whatever, there's, there should be hope that uh, something in the future you'll be able to sort of fix your heart. I don't know if I like those types of metaphors of, like, oh, your heart is broken. I don't know. But, like, this is kind of one of those sort of no hope songs that we've talked about <laughs> with, like, a couple of other One Direction songs where it's kind of very negative and, like, not empowering where it should be empowering, I guess. Like, there is hope. Um, yeah. And also it seems like the they're, like, sort of, like, putting it on the other person to fix their heart. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, didn't, it doesn't necessarily explicitly say that, but it just seems like... They're not saying, like, to, like me to fix my own heart you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so that's interesting think... mm-hmm. um so then the chorus continues how many nights have you wished someone would stay lie awake only hoping they're okay I never counted all of mine if I tried I know it would feel like infinity, infinity, infinity. Yeah, infinity. So now in this one, they speak to a you saying, how many nights have you wished someone would stay? In this part, it feels like they're they're speaking to the reader rather than the person. Saying like, oh, do you also feel this type of connection? Have you also had to like have nights when you're staying up? Like, let's relate over how we both wish someone would stay with us. It's like the... Yeah. speaker they're speaking to whoever they're speaking to keeps changing for me i know i don't really know why they did this it's sort of like breaking the fourth wall in the middle of a of the like chorus and i feel like they started mm-hmm. off talking to the person and then i don't know if they're maybe they are key, like talking to the same person but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that because they're trying i don't really know it's confusing to me yeah because it's not like they say how many nights have you wished i would stay when it would be like yeah that would make more sense, but it's someone. Mm-hmm. So it could be like anyone to anyone, you know? Um, and, yeah. and the staying, would that be like staying over, like rather than leaving? So like sleep with them at their house or like, like, like staying in the relationship, you know, do you, do mm-hmm. you think it's one way or the other? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it could be either. Um, yeah. Because, like, the next line, lie awake, only hoping they're okay, makes it seem like maybe they're farther away, maybe they're not staying in the relationship, or, like, I hope they got home safe, drive carefully. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do like the line, lie awake, only hoping they're okay. Like, that's the only thing mm -hmm. they want is for the other person to be happy. I think that's actually really sweet. Yeah, that is a nice imagery of, of, like, even though your heart's breaking and you feel like there's no trust, you still want them to be happy. Um, which is, I think, a a more relatable and real feeling um, and Mm -hmm. and better imagery on that part. Um, So, like, this makes me think also when they're saying how many nights you've wished someone would stay, like, maybe the person singing is only, is talking about more, like, their experience with relationships in general rather than even with just one person. Because if there's a lot of nights that they've experienced wishing someone would, would someone would stay, does that mean it was the same someone all those times? Or is it like, oh, yeah, there's been tons of nights where I would just, like, wish someone would stay with me and, like, I keep having problems and they keep leaving. So, like, is it, yeah. like, a reoccurring thing with one person or, like, just their experience with love in general? Yeah, I don't know. I think it could be either, which is... Um... You know, adds to the vagueness of the song. 
Mm-hmm. And and how does infinity fit mm-hmm. in with that? Like every like there's infinite times where they've been left alone in bed <laughs> or like I don't know how infinity quite fits in with this. Do you have an idea? Um, it just seems like they are saying that if they tried to count um, how many nights they felt alone, that it would feel like infinity. I think that's what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it makes just it seems seem like, like... Go ahead. Um, oh, I'm just saying that it just, like, seems like it's, um, like, an adding... Like, it's adding a hope of... Um, not hope. Like, the <laughs> opposite of adding hope. Like, it makes it mm-hmm. more desperate and more... Um, an air of like loneliness like Mm -hmm. infinite loneliness yeah so like that definitely seems like it's not just one person it's just like they like are having trouble in their love life I guess or like Mm -hmm. even if we go back to like the boys and the fame sort of idea of it maybe like being away from their family or being away from home and like wishing whoever is on tour with them could stay and now they feel lonely and it feels like there's infinite time where they felt lonely and I think sometimes yeah. if you, like, get into a negative thought process, maybe if you're lying alone in bed, you can start, like, building up, like, oh, I always feel lonely. Like, it becomes much, like, more of a big thing, and you sort of forget the good things that are happening. But, like, you just start feeling like, oh, I feel alone, I feel alone, I feel alone. And it, like, builds up, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so then moving on, uh, Liam starts singing. Uh, Eyes Can't Shine. Unless there's something burning bright behind. Since you went away, there's nothing left in mine. I feel myself running out of time. Wow, all of these are very slant rhymey at the end. Shine behind mm-hmm. mine time. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, but I interpreted this as in, like, there has to be something, when they say something burning bright behind, so, like, something going on in your head, like, behind your eyes, like, in your brain, in your mind, that's, like, making you happy and making you have bright, like, light shining out of your eyes and making you have that, like, sparkle, I guess. Um, yeah. But but since this person went away, um, now it's like they're talking to the person again. Like, since yeah. you went away... There's nothing, there's no bright light in my eyes because there's nothing bright going on behind in my head. Um, Yeah. And so, like, they can't, like, the person sort of is their light and is that person who creates happiness for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And now that's gone. And then they're running out of time, so, like, the relationship's going bad or they're running out of time to fix the relationship. But I feel like they already realized that the relationship was bad for them. So I don't know. I know. Like, why? What are they really running don't out of time for? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't I, seem I, to fit with the narrative. It doesn't. Yeah. Like, um, if they know they're know bad, they were... you don't want them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't really understand. It just seems like it kind of <laughs> threw it in for the rhyme, but because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to figure out like where else it would fit, like what else that that line would mean, but mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. Yeah, and I feel like with One Direction songs, as opposed to something like Taylor Swift there could be lines that are just sort of in there for the rhyme, especially mm-hmm. since they're not written, this one's not written by the boys. And I wonder, like, when the boys go to choose which songs they want on their album, do they sit here and try to analyze this and try to understand what it actually means? Were they here going, like, now what does I feel myself running out of time mean? Because, <laughs> like, if that doesn't really have a meaning, I don't know if I want it in my album. Or, like, how did they, yeah. like, get meaning from this song? Because obviously they chose it, chose it, and they actually, on the Beats 1 interview that we talked about earlier, they said it was one of their favorites from the album. So, like, yeah. why did they connect with this one? Even if they didn't write it, why did they personally connect with it from their own experiences? 
Uh, yeah. And did they and like, I wonder... recognize meaning out of all the lines? Yeah. And maybe they liked the vibe of the song, not just in- individual lines. Because I can definitely mm-hmm. see that. Like some, There's some songs that you just like and you just get yeah. a feeling that you like it without mm-hmm. analyzing the lyrics like we're doing now. Right, which, um, which is, I which... think, probably more what One Direction went for. <laughs> yeah, because I can't imagine them like just like all in a circle just being like... Like with their like pens out and like taking notes on lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I like. Could, I mean, maybe. Her- Who knows? Yeah, Harold's over there, like talking to himself, going, "I feel myself yes. running out of time." Like, what does that line mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Um. So like, they're running out of time. This person's gonna be gone for good. Um. Don't really know if we care about that because they sort of seem to be uh, not a great relationship. Uh, that they're in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And now Louis sings the next bit. Um, and now I'm one step closer to being two steps far from you when everybody wants you, everyone wants you. And this is like the repeated of what Liam had sung earlier. And I just wanted to point this part out because I thought Louis sounded really good, um, Mm -hmm. singing these lines. And my sister who, uh, Rebecca, who is, uh, she's definitely not a fan of Louis's voice compared to the other boys. Mm -hmm. And she said that she liked Louis singing these lines better than Liam did. Oh, uh, so dang. That was very shocking to me. Controversy. <laughs> but, um, I agree. I thought I thought he sounded very good. Like, Liam, Louis' voice is quite raspy, and it sounded nice on this. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it is just the same chorus that we already read. Um, I don't know if we can soak any more meaning out of it. Yeah, I um, think that yeah, the only... The yeah. The only thing that I want to point out is that when I first heard this song, like, and I wasn't really listening to the lyrics, I thought it was, like, a really positive thing, because when you think infinity, like, I think, mm-hmm. like, I love you infinitely, like, you think Yeah, like the Ellie Goulding cover yeah, song, like, it's like, all about being in love infinitely. Yeah, like, you think it's, like, a good thing, and, like, when I heard the lyrics, it would feel like infinity, like, you think that's, like, a good thing, but then it's, like, mm-hmm. they, they turned it on the opposite way and, like, made it, like that's how that has like that's how sad and lonely they are is like infinite and like yeah it's like dang. it's an infinite spiral of being sad and lonely. yeah i was like okay like, i mean like infinity is and a wanting lot. this relationship but not wanting the relationship and yeah. understanding that there's like trust issues and yeah bad stuff but still wanting them to stay it's all yeah. very confusing mm-hmm. um so like are you happy with who sings what parts I know we talked about Harry, but, like, the other boys. I feel like there weren't a ton of harmonies in this song. It was more like each boy sort of took parts of it. Yeah. Um, I like when there's harmony, but this was okay, too. Yeah, I feel like um, Niall definitely shined. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like there wasn't a lot of Louis and not a lot of Liam, either. Actually, there was, was, like, no Yeah, they both had those, like, they just, yeah, Louis had that, like, one little pre-chorus that I just said. Yeah. And then Liam had like two two or something but like uh it was more Niall in the beginning and then Harry leading the um choruses Mm -hmm. so like that makes me wonder for the other songs on the album will it be more Harry leading choruses or will they like give Louis another chorus after No Control did so well I I know I hope they do too I need another Louis chorus maybe it'll be Adeline or but Liam seemed to have that line down pat in that interview yeah has there ever been like a Nile led chorus? I don't know. Because there needs to be. You have to go listen to every One Direction song ever. There should be. Oh, wait, I what know about... he really shines in uh, Don't Forget Where You Belong. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. I was like, is he leading that chorus? I feel like he might be. 
he might. I know he has good parts. And, yeah. like, he has, there's stand, like, well, you said Fool's Gold. He's a really, it's a really standout Nile song. Yeah. Um, and, and now in, like, when they do perform Midnight Memories uh, live, Nile has a lot of parts. Um, yeah. Same with uh, some other song that they perform live, and Nile starts it off. Steal My Girl, I think it is. Yeah. he's taken over a lot of Zane's parts. Yeah. Um, and he sounds so good, so he should definitely have, we should have more Nile-led choruses, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so for the lyrics, do you think, we've talked a lot about, um, analyzing lyrics and making them more specific and if, as you're more detailed and, like, uh, personal with your lyrics, it ends up being more connectable to people rather Mm -hmm. than, like, general sort of statements of love. How did you think this fits on that spectrum? Um, I'm pretty sure, I think it, like, it definitely wavers on the vague end of the spectrum um mm-hmm. and then yeah, I was just trying to think like you know like for song like people like Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift I know we we talk about them a lot to compare it with them like the lyrics that One Direction has I think we have to also con- like um keep in mind that they're just one person so they can like mm-hmm. I don't know like write songs that are really detailed to ha- them but um with One Direction like they have four people that they need like um, their songs yeah. like need to connect to so I think I don't know maybe this is like their way of thinking that it's like yeah more... that's such a good point that yeah is. I know I just like I just thought of like I don't know it just like maybe this is their way mm-hmm. of like making it more able to connect to all four of them and I'm mm-hmm. not sure I think that maybe that's their reasoning behind it um, mm-hmm. That makes me interested if some of the boys do go solo and start writing their music for themselves or using songs that they've already written for themselves, if yeah. we'll notice the difference, if it'll yeah. become more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Drag Me Down wasn't very personal, but for that song, it worked. Yeah. It was a very, it, it's like a different vibe song, more upbeat and like, um, sort of like a like, no one's going to drag me down, like, screw you, I'm going to pump myself up type of thing, yeah. where I think, like, less intimate works. But when you're talking more about a love song, I think a lot of general statements can be very wishy-washy and it's hard to connect to. So, like, I, I wish it was a little bit more clear. And this song, it doesn't mean as much to me as, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, as other songs about love do. Mm-hmm. Not that I have experienced deep love before, but, like... <laughs> Uh, I think just, like, you can relate to things in your head better. Yeah. Uh, it's harder to make the connection Yeah. Uh, with just, like, infinity, infinity, yeah, yeah, infinity. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, how about the music part? Like, forget the lyrics, but the actual music part of the uh, song. What did you think about it? I mean, I liked it, but I think it's... I think it'll be once I get the rest of the album, or once we get the rest of the album, I think it might be one of the ones that like fade into the background more, um, mm-hmm. and not in a bad way. I'm sure like I'll listen, I'm gonna listen to the whole album through and like l- not skip over it. But I think that it's just gonna be, I don't know, it doesn't really stand out. And for the first couple times when I listened to it, um, I didn't really remember what it sounded like. It didn't like with Drag Me Down. I think that it just like sort of sticks in your mind immediately. But with this one, it sort of takes a few plays to like get it stuck in there. Um, yeah. I think that it doesn't have the, also like the repeat factor. Well, and on my on my um on my end, because um, I know a lot mm-hmm. of people like had it on repeat and stuff. But I think that with Drag Me Down, I just wanted to listen to it over and over again, just because like the music was so fun and stuff. But this one, it just didn't seem mm-hmm. really special or different to me. 
Yeah, there wasn't, like, in Drag Me Down, you have Harry doing those runs, you have, like, when it, like, before the drop of the music, you have a whole bunch of, like, really exciting bits. There's a lot of, like, harmonies and overlay of voices, whereas this one, it's sort of, like, pulled back, which can be good sometimes, but this just sort of makes it a bit dull in this one. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, like, um, more harmonies would have made it a lot more interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. And, like, it's a very chill vibe, but, like, throwing some other instruments or something, I don't know. Or, like, pull it back completely where it's really acoustic. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like, like, the sort of in-between, you know. Mm. Um. So I don't think this is going to be a single, right? Do you think it would be? I don't know. I'm confused because I thought it was, like, the same, like, thing that Fireproof was that you just, like, get it if you pre- pre-order the album. But then they were saying mm-hmm. that they made, a, like, they um filmed a music video and they said the song was very chill so i don't know if this is the song that they're making a music video for um i hope it's not like while i like it i would rather have first of all i'd like to have a new song as well (laughs) like uh Mm -hmm. another song coming out but i just i don't know i don't think it's uh worthy of uh being a single i guess yeah i don't think it's like stand out like drop me down like i was just so excited to hear it on the radio and like li- like mm-hmm. show it to everyone but i think this is sort of just like an in-between song that is sort of like is i don't know i don't want to say a filler song but i don't know it does seem like a bit of a filler though <laughs> yeah with like it's like, so illusion to me was just like a uh, sort of a passover song i don't think it's as bad as illusion is not that illusion's terrible but i just <laughs> that's not one of my fa- it's probably one of my least favorite one direction songs it oh, just dang. sort of bland to me. Yeah, and also, I just... Wait, what the heck? I completely lost track of what <laughs> I was going to say. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so for the overall rating of the song, if we did... I know we talked about trying to figure out some cool way to rate One Direction songs, but I couldn't come up with anything. So <laughs> let's do a 1 through 10. How would you rate this 1 through 10? Oh my god, I have so much pressure on me to go first. I'm really scared. I'm so You afraid. want me to go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I feel like... Like, I don't want to give One Direction, like, super bad. Because, like, you'd say, like, a one would be, like, not even a One Direction song. Unless yeah. you, like, scaled it based on only One Direction songs. Where, like, for Illusion for me would be, like, a one. And then, like, No yeah. Control or Girl Almighty would be a ten. Yeah. I, I, if we did it that way, then I'd give this probably, like a three or a four but if you did on like regular like one would be like the worst song in the world then I'd maybe give it like a six I don't know yeah that's what I was thinking I was trying to go with like a 6.4 6.2 and then for like for songs and then I think for out of one directions discography I think yeah I think I would go with like a three or four and I feel so bad saying this like I honestly like feel guilty like not liking it but I think it's honestly (laughs) I think that we're allowed to not like things. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we really like Drag Me Down. And yeah. there's other songs we really like. This one, yeah. I just didn't feel that connection. And, like, yeah. it didn't grip me the way other songs grip me. Yeah, and I think that I still like it. I don't hate it. But I think it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't um, move me the way One Direction said. One, not One Direction. Drag Me Down did. But obviously, obviously yeah. we still love One Direction. Like, we literally have a podcast dedicated to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't worry and about I'm that. I'm sure, like... Whatever next song comes out, like, I'm sure that'll be something uh, that we'll like. Or there's going to be ones on the album we like. Hopefully. Could you imagine if we felt this way about every song on the album? How depressing that would be. I definitely don't think that would be the case. No. We already like Drag Me Down. Yeah. So we have have that. Yeah. 
Um, I also wanted to say, like, do you think, um, based on this one being, like, fireproof, they're going to do the same thing they did with last album, where they release songs, like, uh, in, like, the weeks before the album comes out? So if you've pre-ordered, like, you know, ten days before the album comes out, you get this song, then, like, six days you get another song, and then four days you get another song. Oh, I don't even remember them doing that, but they probably will. Oh, because you had, like, listened to all of them before. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I hope it doesn't leak this time. I, I know, me neither. Leak. Maybe I'll, like, not listen to the leak. That would really, really be a huge, huge task on my end. But um, maybe I'll I have do faith what Caitlin does. You, I don't have yeah. zero faith in myself, but I'm glad that you have faith in me. Because <laughs> um, I think that would be, like, it would be a lot more fun to do, like, one a, one a week or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I can, yeah, I mean, I'm afraid. I, I really hope it doesn't get leaked. Like, just please don't leak it, anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're listening and you're a leaker, don't leak. (laughs) You just told them. Okay, (laughs) on that note, let's move on to feedback. So this feedback's from a while ago because we had too much to say on the past two episodes and we hadn't been able to put it in. Um, But this goes back to the Steal My Girl versus Girl Almighty um, comparison episode we had, which was like two or three episodes ago, I think. Um, and this is where we compared Steal My Girl and Girl Almighty and just sort of talked about how, uh, Steal My Girl did not represent, uh, women in the best light, and it wasn't the, I don't know, most empowering song, uh, whereas Girl Almighty, we both felt was much more empowering and we liked the message it gave out. Um, so we got an email from someone named Caitlin, that said, I just listened to episode 11. I'm so glad you talked about Steal My Girl. This song is probably my least favorite on four for all the reasons you talked about on the episode. I can't listen to it without cringing at the she belongs to me and everybody want to steal my girl. I completely agree with the concept that people can't be stolen. And so by stealing my girl, the girl becomes an object while the boy is the possessor. I was happy to hear that Girl Almighty is a fan favorite. It definitely has an empowering message. I agree with what you talked about in the episode. In this song, the girl is admired for her personality and how she presents herself to the world instead of how she looks in her jeans. Since you're planning on talking about specific songs in later episodes, I wanted to recommend a podcast that I think you guys would find interesting. It's called Switched on Pop, and the hosts analyze popular music, specifically pop songs. They dedicated an episode to One Direction that compares the song structure in the different albums. They focus on What Makes You Beautiful, Live While You're Young, You and I, and Night Changes. Uh, And then she provided the link. So we'll definitely link that in the show notes, which can be found on our website, on our Tumblr. Um, But yeah, I really agree with all the comments she made about Steal My Girl. And really, when you put those all the quotes together of Stealing My Girl and all of this like in one like little paragraph, it really stands out how possessing and like objectifying it is of uh the girl Mm -hmm. um and then yeah girl almighty being a fan favorite and empowering i think most people agree with that so that's good yeah uh and this i haven't listened to this podcast she recommended but it definitely sounds interesting and it sounds like uh if the the people are analyzing like the song structure they're probably more musical than either Kara or I are yeah (laughs) when we're like oh that little bit before the chorus that they sing what's that called (laughs) um so I think that'd be really interesting to go listen to especially if you go listen to the One Direction uh uh, episode so we'll provide that link for you guys Mm -hmm. um 
And then we also got an email. Well, it was actually first a text message from my sister, but then I made her email it to the official uh, email. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, Kate, I'm listening to your Girl Almighty and Steal My Girl podcast. And you were talking about whether the girl, that girl Almighty should be the fandom. Um, And that made me think of the line, some say her love is fake because so many fangirls say they are in love with the boys, but so many people tell them it's fake love. But the 1D is singing that it is real. So like we were talking about Girl Almighty being possibly about the fans and the fans being the Girl Almighty. And I think when we discussed this, we sort of didn't use this line of some say her love is fake to connect back to that idea of um, the fandom being the girl almighty. And I really liked this point because it's so true. And we've discussed it, like, especially on last episode where you sort of seem silly for liking One Direction and your love is just sort of like this fake fantasy thing. Um, But now in this song, they're declaring that some say her love is fake, but they're saying that it's not fake. It's real, you know? I know. I love this. So shout out to Rebecca for emailing in. Good job, Rebecca. She's not even a 1D <laughs> fan, and she's, you know, analyzing the songs. Yes. Um, okay, then we have um, people just correcting my Ireland versus UK. Uh, me trying to say that, I don't know, I messed up saying uh, Ireland was part of UK, but I didn't realize that, like, the part of Ireland that Niall's from or whatever isn't part of the UK. And there was a whole bunch of people saying that I was wrong, uh, <laughs> which is good to point that out. But... Uh, yeah, I think it's, like, uh, excuse- funny because um, if we were just, like, having a conversation, just, like, us, like, just having our own little conversation, not recording, like, we would never have learned this, and, like, I think it's, it's so yeah. cool to have, like, people writing in, like, teaching us these things. Yeah, um, so Exhil Exhil Harry, is that Exhila Harry on Tumblr mm-hmm. and Real Papa Liam were both saying this, and I'm not sure at this point who said this one, but they said the latest podcast in the latest podcast, um, Niall is Irish, not British. He comes from Southern Ireland, not Northern Ireland. Uh, and then they also um, brought up the whole Arbor Day that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Kara uh, said in our One D as. Uh, segments where we sort of say 1D as makeup or 1D as holidays Mm -hmm. uh, said that Harry would be Arbor Day Mm -hmm. and uh, this person clarified that Arbor Day uh, is an arboretum is it comes from an arboretum which is a collection of trees so Arbor Day that's where the root of the word is that makes love our listeners teaching us all about this yes Um, thank you very much yeah and then Patty or P House 1964 um, on Twitter also told us about um, the I Study Rainbows bracelets that we talked about being a fundraiser for Harry's birthday. Um, and that was from 1D Fans Give, which yeah. we've talked about before. Yeah, and they're also um, doing, they're making another bracelet for um, Harry's fundraiser. And I think they're going to be releasing the um, design like today. And they're voting on whether it should be like celebrate love, love is love, or all the love. And I'm really excited to see like what the um, design yeah. ends up looking like. I definitely want to get one of those. Me something. too. Um, and then Through the Dark 789 on Tumblr um, shared with us the periscoping video from the Cinderella Ball. So this was someone filming or like live streaming parts of the Cinderella Ball uh, that Louis hosted and Liam went to to raise money um for cancer research uh i think it was so um we're gonna link that if you want to go check out some actual video of the ball which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. thanks for sending that in Mm -hmm. um 
And then Sarah or Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 on Twitter sent us um, some stuff about fangirling, the word fangirling. Uh, and she said, hello, I love the article you discussed this week in terms of being looked down upon for being a One Direction fan. This happens to me all the time. Anytime I wear a 1D shirt, I always get strange looks from people like they're trying to process an image of a screaming hormonal 14-year-old girl, and somehow I'm just not fitting into their stereotype. Actually, up until a little less than a year ago, I really didn't like to talk about or show my love for One Direction because I was afraid of people judging me. My mom is a huge Glambert or Adam Lambert fan, and she wears her Adam t-shirts everywhere, and she has never had to worry or she never worried about or cared that some people might look at her a little weird or judge her for liking Adam Lambert. This made me realize that being scared of people looking down on you doesn't reflect, uh, doesn't reflect something about you. It reflects something about the person judging you. If they can't respect your musical taste, then they don't deserve your respect. Nowadays, I walk around with my head held high, laughing at the people who seem flummoxed by my very obvious love of One Direction, and I love it. Sorry for this ridiculously long message, but I think it's really important to embrace your inner fangirl and be proud of it. I hope you have fun at your concert. I can't wait to hear about it. So this is from a while ago, obviously. We went to the concert a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I really liked this message of how Me she's too. just like, I'm going to flaunt my love for One Direction. Um, like, I don't care what anyone else says. Uh, and also the fact that her mom is an Adam Lambert fan and, like, they have that in common. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, me and Caitlin always talk about, like, how when we have kids, um, we're going to be, like, more understanding about, like, if they're, like, they want to be involved in fandom. Like, we'll be more, mm -hmm. um, like, we'll understand them, like, on a deep level, you know, like um, Sarah's yeah. mom does. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, because, like, that's someone who can really, really relate. Because as much as people try to relate, unless you've been in fandom, you can't completely relate. You can't understand it in the same way, I don't think. Um, yeah. So you're very lucky. That's a cool cool to have that uh, bond Definitely. with your mom. Um, and then uh, for, in terms of the On the Road Again Boston tour, when we asked people... Um, to send us in what their favorite parts were from the concert, whether or not they were actually there. We had Patty, or P-House 1964 again, um, write in to say that the best moments of the On the Road Boston were Harry with the rainbow flag and his love is love speech. Um, and I think those were our favorite parts, too. I thought they were incredible. Um, so it's nice to keep recalling those moments. Yeah. Um, Aww. So let's move on to Tweet of the Week this week. My Tweet of the Week, I was going to have two, but then Kara stole my second one. <laughs> um, um, but mine's from Anne, Harry's mom on Instagram. She had a picture of herself holding, like, the yellow sunshine Care Bear. I don't know. I was never really into Care Bears, so I don't really know any of, mm -hmm. anything much about them. But uh, she captioned the picture, Sunshine, you are my sunshine, at Nameless Gem. And at Harry Styles, who are uh, Gemma and Harry's uh, Instagrams, and those are her children. So I always love seeing that. Like, you can just tell how much she loves her kids. I know. Uh, and, like, <laughs> thinking about them randomly with this Care Bear in a store and, like, being like, oh, I need to get a picture so I can, you know, talk about my kids. I know. Uh, That's so cute. Oh, my God. I wonder if they were Care Bear people. Were you a Care Bear person, Kara? I wasn't. Um, I remember my grandmother, like, made me a little, like, Care Bear, and... Um, uh, she made me, like, this green one with, like, the little, what's it called, four-leaf clover on it, um, and she made my brother one, but, um, of, of course she had to, like, make it, you know, 
So a boy could have a Care Bear. Only. Yeah, so my brother asked for fire on his. So he had a red Care Bear with fire in the center, um, which is so ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I think we still have them, actually, somewhere. That's cool. <laughs> oh, oh, mine. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just like, what is this silence? Why is it silent? Um, so my tweet of the week was from Harry... And he tweeted, London shows have been amazing so far. Thank you to everyone who has come to say hello. Looking forward to prancing again tonight, H. And I loved that he used the word prancing because it makes me think of, like, a little, like, reindeer slash deer. And he definitely does really just prance around. Like, that's such a perfect word for to, like, mm-hmm. describe what he, he does. And he's just owning it. Prancing's not a word that would be considered a good one by society to use about a boy. But he's like, I'm going to go prancing. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I feel like people use that word for him a lot. And he's just, like, owning it, which is great. I know. I love it. Yeah. Um, So now our recommendations of the week. Um, Mine is a little video from... And I hadn't seen this one. It was from a signing that um, One Direction did a while ago. um, A book signing or something. Uh, where Harry is talking to the person walking by about his mermaid tattoo, and he's joking. Like, she's like, oh, why are the boobs so saggy on your mermaid tattoo? And he's like, like, something about her being a real person, and you shouldn't strive for perfection, and everyone's beautiful how they are, or whatever. (laughs) And he's always just trying to connect these back to, like, these big, like, beautiful pictures, which I thought was just funny. So go watch that little clip of the video. Yeah, That's very hashtag Harry. That's just just very him. Um, Yeah. Mine is a Vine from, I think, maybe 2013 when Harry had, like, he used Vine for, like, a hot minute. Um, it's, I think <laughs> I'm it's so sad he doesn't still. I know. Like, that time when he, like, just, like, washed or brushed his teeth and, like, Vined it. I'm that like, was this the is the kind of content thing. I want to see. Um, I know. Yeah. Um, I'll miss God. it. But this. this maybe we'll get more Vine. of that on the Snapchat. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It's like, hopefully, hopefully he'll brush his teeth again on Snapchat and we'll, we'll yeah. see it. Um, but yeah, the vine that I'm talking about is, um, you know, one to get in the festive autumn mood, and it's of him carving a jack-o'-lantern, and it's the most ridiculously weird-looking <laughs> jack-o'-lantern I've ever seen, um, and I think I might make my icon that, like, the face of the jack-o'-lantern when it turns, like, into more Halloween season, um, yeah, uh, it's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It makes me so happy, just like how weird it is. And I'll definitely link in the show notes. Are so hard to carve. Okay, like, yeah, people very who true. Can do it. I can yeah. never do it well. Yeah, and he just like it's really proud terrifying. Of this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm gonna have to go watch that. Get me in the Halloween mood. Yeah, you know it's only six seconds, so it doesn't take up too much time. <laughs> I'll just put it on replay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now moving on to our question of the week. We want to know your interpretation of Infinity and what you thought of the song um, and just, like, what you thought of everything we talked about. Like, was it, did you feel like it was more general or did you really connect with it? And what does it all mean? What type of relationship is it? Is it, like, fans, fame, like, a one person? Who are they talking to? Because, like, we found it really, like, hard to, you know, comprehend everything that was happening. So yeah. it's good to have other people... Uh, writing and with their own interpretations of it. So we definitely want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any ge- general feedback or suggestions for the show, anything we can do to improve it, or um, if there's a topic you want us to cover. Um, next week we're probably doing the second half of the Phantom episode, but uh, after that, you know, it's sort of up to debate unless One Direction releases something else. 
Um, so we'd love to hear if you guys have like a main discussion you want us to talk about or something like news story wise that has happened uh, in the past, like whatever, and we haven't mentioned it. Uh, just write in and let us know. Um, but thank you so much for listening to episode 15 of Talk Direction. Um, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can also email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website or our Tumblr for all the show notes and the links that we've talked about, um, talkdirection.tumblr.com. And then you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And then you can also just go over to iTunes and rate and review us, and then subscribe as well if you want to get the new episode every time it's released. Um, and are we, we're now releasing these episodes on Wednesdays, I believe. That's going to be yep. the new official release date because um, we're going to be recording on Mondays and releasing on Wednesdays. So we'll, we'll put that out on our social media, but um, just be aware of that. No longer Tuesday. It's now moved to Wednesday yep. um, just because it's easier for us. Uh, and then you can also find us on SoundCloud if you would prefer that rather than on iTunes. Um, so I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 16.